Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Sherry Fernandez. How are you, Sherry? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really grateful to be here. I look forward to this interview. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah same here. I'm grateful to have you as well. So I know you're in personal development and you have unbelievable experience and I'm very much passionate about personal development as well. And I wasn't before. Um, I spent my most of my life with the you know the outside in paradigm, and it was uh, it was it, w- it was hectic. It was frustrating. It was uh, you know it wasn't a very smooth sailing type of a life. And then when I when I realized, hey, I can make changes in my world from inside out, it's like wow. And I haven't stopped since. So I'm very much excited to speak to you today. It's kind of addictive, isn't it? You start the happiness oh, of your personal growth and the peace. Um, then you want oh, you, so much. You accomplish yeah. something. You say, what else can I do? Yeah, it's it's yeah. been a lifelong journey for me. I started in my 20s, and uh, I'm 67 now. So I've been doing Tell this. us more. Tell us more about that, um, the journey. <laughs> it's a, when, the, when the, uh, the first media company that I worked with, they, they wrote up this big thing about Sherry's you know, it was this big kind of blur of Sherry's rag, rags to riches story. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way, but really, it really truly was that exactly. Um, in our twenties, like I had a child and was married and I, I just, I knew when I was younger that I'd wanted great things, but somewhere I lost it in my party days, you know, and I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just, my husband and I, we're just, we can't even, we're working so hard and we're barely able to survive. And I mean, barely able to survive without the help of, um, occasional help from other people. We, I don't know if we would have survived, but we knew that we wanted good stuff and great stuff. And I wanted not just financially, which we did. I mean, I wanted um, financial freedom, but I also wanted to have my children and have a, still have a, a sexy rocking body. I thought I could do both. And I wanted, I missed my education. And I, so I need to be self-educated. That time had passed for me to go to school. As it turns out, self-education, I'm not going to say it's in place of, but better than formal education in many ways. So I got the education yeah. education and uh, the relationships. I didn't want to do things my parents had done the relationship wise. So I just wanted everything and I just knew it was possible. So went to work, personal development. And I list started reading the books and listening to people as much as we could. We had a big family and but we both did that and we set a goal to have a million dollars by the time we were forty. Um, be worth a million dollars. This is back in the seventies. So a million dollars. Nice. <laughs> And we did yeah, that. Back you know, then. We, did, we went to work, but I mean, it was not a big, it, I don't want to make it sound like it was a big leap forward. It was teeny little steps because that's all we've got, right? And I worry sometimes that in this, in the age of social media, when everything's right there, people, the young people think, oh, I just, if I just do the, make the right decision, I can leap over to this goal. And it's just little steps. And I just learned that, but the little steps yeah. add up. It doesn't take very long for them to add up to something big. And it did yeah, all so can you that. share what Go ahead. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry can you repeat that I said uh, um, that's all you've got is little steps I think is all I was saying so you had a yeah. question yeah so that that is wonderful you know and, and you're in that place right now especially that desire for kids um, 
you know, once we become parents, we, that's all that our focus, you know, tends to be is what we can do better for them and how can they have a better life, right? But there's uh, situations where we want them to do so much, but there are parents that are, you know, struggling um, with their teenagers or, or kids and they want them to go on the right path. And especially with mindset, they can achieve so much more, right? With personal development. Do you have any recommendations for parents of, of that nature, what they could do to open the doors of conversation and get them on board with personal development at an early age? Well, the whole thing about it is personal. <laughs> so you can't really lead anybody to it. But here's the best thing. And I had six kids, so I think I have some experience. And I've been teaching both kids, children Good. and adults, both teenagers and adults and young adults um, most of my life. This is the deal. You do it and you let them watch you. And then let them ask. You know, be open about the personal development that you're doing. Let them watch you do it. One wise man said that my father never taught me how to live. He just lived and let me watch him do it. You will teach so much more by your own example, and they'll want what you've got rather than cramming it down their throat. But on the other hand, there could be formal teaching. Uh, we always have met with our family once a week to just um, teach, learn, grow together. So, you know, you have opportunities then to maybe do a formal thing or a child comes to you like, I'm really struggling with this thing. And, well, here's a practice that helped me. Maybe it will help you. Um, trying to convince. One thing I would really, really just, I can't even say strongly enough with children your children, even if they're adults, your job is to believe in them wholeheartedly. So you never want to send a message that makes them feel like you don't think they're good enough the way they are. So if you've got a child who's overweight, you wait for them to come to you and say, I'm really unhappy about my weight. And then you say, well, what can I do? Would you like to go see somebody? I mean, I'm happy to help you. But you don't like, well, stop eating that junk. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just don't, don't let them, you've got to believe in them and, and teach them by your example. Hmm. Do you work with kids as well? Uh, uh, not children. Actually, I said children, but uh, teenagers. I did. I have. I don't know right now, but I have worked for about uh -huh. nine years. I worked with teenagers, and then I spent some years teaching classes, one class a week to college-age students. And most of my work now is either speaking workshops or one-on-one -on -one mentoring to adults. That's what I do now. Hmm. And what does that look like? What kind of client is your ideal client? Most of my clients, uh, until just this last, this last few that I've gotten, have been, um, for over the years, have been a 35 to 50-year-old male entrepreneurs. <laughs> this is a lie track. But my husband and I are both very entrepreneurial. We have a lot of businesses. We understand it. And also, I thought about it. I wondered why that is. And it's because entrepreneur, people doing their own thing, they don't have the training that they might get in a corporate situation, you know, where they're getting ongoing training. They have to find their own training. And they have, and they need more help with balance when you've got a dream like a business, it's easy to get out of balance. So I think that's one reason why. But, but right now, just coincidentally, I have uh, almost all women. I, I only do, I don't do that many times. I only do about four to six at any given time. And I have five women and one man. So that's what I have right mm. now. That's great. Now, for entrepreneurs, for example, there are entrepreneurs that are pushing their business, like they're working hard, they're doing what needs to be done on a daily basis. And 
if you bring up personal development, for example, they feel like, you know, they, they, they have it packed, like they know what they need to do, but they're also not feeling the fulfillment, you know, not feeling good, but because they're feeling overwhelmed, too much work. What would you say to someone like that um, in your world to help them make a decision to get help in personal development, like grow the internal world? That's usually why they do come to me is because they know that things are out of, out of balance. It's not so much their business goals, although we do, do deal with those, but they know that maybe families getting neglected, they need some help with the discipline and the habits that they know that will help them actually be more successful. Um, and they know this, you know, you ask anybody if they think if they're more fit, they'd make more money, they'd affect their bottom line. They'll all say yes. They just don't know how to get it going, you know, how to fit it into a busy yes. life. They all know that if their home life is good, their business life will be better. Everybody knows this and they at least sense it, but it doesn't um, translate a lot when you've got demands and people shouting and wanting from you and you've got this business you're worried about. Sometimes you just don't know how to do do it all. And I won't work with anybody who just wants training in one thing. So they know that coming in with working with me. I, I work on eight areas and I ask that they set goals in all eight areas or uh, I'm not even interested, although nobody's really done that. They know that going in, they've read the book or or they know me well enough to know that we work on all eight areas of life and, and that's what they want. And also the other thing with entrepreneurs is this is an interesting thing. Uh, you probably, you're probably one of these people. They have a gazillion ideas. Like they have all these ideas. They've got this business, but they also have this idea for this business, maybe this business, and maybe they could do this. And so another one of my roles with them is, is I like that. I love that mentality, that brain, because that's how Ken and I are. Um, I help them get focused on one thing so that they can do that and then put the other things aside until they get this one thing done because they tend to spread themselves too thin, trying too many ideas, and then they lose the whole thing. So that's another thing that um, I, that's probably one of the main things that we work on is that's a really good idea. Let's put it in our idea book <laughs> and get back to work on the thing that we're working on here. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, very common in the entrepreneur drive because, you know, we, want, we know we got so much inside us, with so much luck that we just want to go and do. Yeah. And I feel that clarity and that focus, you know, it comes on, it comes from self-awareness, right? Like to be actually self-aware uh, and work on that self-awareness, you find that clarity, you find that focus. Is there any pointers that you can share with the audience that could help them become more self-aware? Well, obviously, um, I hate to use this phrase, it's going to become very popular, but still identify with it. Mindfulness practices, being aware of what... Um, what you're thinking. We talk a lot about meditations and people are doing a lot of, I don't really, I've talked to a lot, I know this, I got to get off on this little thing a little bit, but they'll say, I, I, do you, I meditate. Well, what do you do? Well, I listen to this app. <laughs> That's not meditation. That is a nice calming thing. But meditation is spending time with your own thoughts so that you can be aware of what you're thinking about. So if you're on the go all the time, you've got all these ideas and things, first of all, you need some peace in your brain. And second of all, you need to be aware of what you're thinking. Now, why is it that I want to start that idea? Or why is it that I think that's true? And you can't really do that without time alone with you, with a quiet brain. So I would recommend meditation. And there's lots of kinds of meditations. I teach one that I borrowed from Julia Cameron called Morning Pages, where you just, people with a really busy brain, you just write stream of consciousness writing for three pages every day. Just no matter what happens, you write. And I, 
my client, my, I've got three clients doing this right now. They're all just raving about how effective that is. And I've done it myself for periods of time, super effective way. It's a meditation because it's helping you do one thing at a time and helping you be aware of what you're thinking. So it's a meditation, right? So that's what real meditation is. But you pra- that kind of a practice can really calm down the brain and make you more aware yes. of what you think about all day long. Yes. Yes, so true. Thank you for sharing that, you know, because uh, we all know the help is definitely needed in the world. Um, we see it all around us. Um, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just something that needs to be done. Personal development is, is the key to growth. And, and I'm grateful that you do what you do. And especially with all your experience and how you're helping people with that experience is wonderful. That's great. Can you share with us what your morning routine looks like? Because with that much experience, I know there's some, some gold there in the morning. You know, one of the first things I do was well, actually the second thing I do, which I do quite soon. And then we work on the whole time people coach with me is we work on daily routines, we work on daily habits. And we track them. And it looks like a, I can show you this as a tracking sheet. I just started mine for December, first day of December. So it looks something like this. This is a, a rough a rough one. I'm working on a planner, developing a planner. So that's kind of a good Okay, good. So um, I, the first thing, keep the phone off. <laughs> that's the first thing. Phone goes off. If I either before I go to bed or before, when I first thing I get up, phone goes off. No, before you look at it. And then uh, the first thing I do is prayer and then meditation. And then I make a smoothie real quick. So I've got some, because I believe in eating fairly early in the day. Then I go back to my desk and I do spiritual study. I do reading, um, devote, uh, educational study. I, I write my affirmations. I plan my day. Uh, I write in a journal. I do those things. And then I work That's out. That's cool. So I've got about two, takes me about two, two and a half hours to do that, all of that. Mm. Yeah, similar to mine. Mine's around that two, two, three hours, something like that. Just depends. But isn't it amazing your day, how it goes when you do that work yeah, first thing? What do you do? <laughs> I want to know what you do. Oh, yeah, that. sure. Thank you. I'm honored that you asked me. Usually people don't ask. So, <laughs> um, so morning, what I do is I first I, I write in my journal. And I sing this journal because back in the day when I heard someone that they wrote in a journal, I was the guy that would be laughing. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff. I was just outside of it, right? So, but now, yes, I've been for years now um, journaling. So what that is is that I put in um, three or four uh, paradigms that I'm changing at a go. So what I do is I write them out with uh, a lot of feeling every morning, each of those to shift in to that belief in my subconscious. So I work on that. And then after that, I read Think and Grow Rich a little bit. And then from there, I um, I work out. And then after working out, like at home, I just have one of those uh, doctor, you know, Jag. John Jagwish's system. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's just the those bands in the bar. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I I do that, and then I I meditate about fifty minutes, and then I I get ready, and that's it. That's it. That sounds good. Hit, the, hit the road. <laughs> you know, when you call journaling is something that I teach is written affirmations, kind of very similar, exactly the same, but similar. Where I teach a written affirmation. Cool. I do those. I write those every morning. You write those in there, like so powerful that writing 
that writing is so powerful. And um, whether you're doing the morning pages or the journaling or you're writing affirmations, pen on paper is just, you can't beat it for. Oh, it's so magical. Yeah, it is. It's, and there's, there's science behind it. You know, it's not just, but there's Mm -hmm. some way that we tap into our, to our subconscious and our non-conscious brain. We can bring things forward that we can't just do, especially typing it into your cell phone. That's, (laughs) that isn't really very helpful. Yeah. That's good. Good. Yeah, no, definitely. That's good. I'm so sorry. I said, that's a good routine. I like it. Um, Oh, thank you. Very similar. We have very similar routines. It's not coincidental, though. As I look at high achievers, people have been very successful. They all have, well, first of all, they all have morning routines that they call, they, they, yes. they, they make inviolate. Like nobody interrupts me. This is my time. No. They do, is, they yeah. do first thing in the morning before anything else. Yeah. And they usually, they usually draw from the same pool of things you and I do. There's usually things that are some, something spiritual, something physical, educational, yeah. mindful, yeah. Doing those kinds of things. And I don't know if I, there's any, in my world, there's any exceptions of the people who I've either know or studied who don't do that, that are successful human beings, not just success. You know, we say successful, we usually talk about money, but I, but successful people, not just financially, financially for sure, but physically and with their relationships, well-rounded yeah. old people, they do those things, they just do. And so not a coincidence, we have similar routines. Yeah, it's true. And you know, when we do this morning routine, it actually... It is there's a it ignites something right it ignites something for the day and it kind of it's like a it's like a recharge from the previous day and when you do it you find that it's like a brand new it just it just it has some kind of a, a power behind it the day when you do have a morning routine when mm-hmm. I didn't have a morning routine I would just go right into a phone like just emails and and messages you know and it would just start frustrating because there's always that one one email that would frustrate you right yeah. if you're living from outside in and I, it would just kind of put you at a, a very uh, low, frequency and uh but now when you elevate yourself with a morning routine you can continue the elevation if you do it long enough and another key i think is and you, i don't know you can agree with this sherry is the consistency because when you're doing the morning routine it brings you persistence because you make a deal with yourself i'm not going to miss a day so when you're not going to miss a day and you make it like you know it's not comp- there's no compromising on it you're just going to do it that gives you that that paradigm of persistence as well i feel exactly it's that and that's you said and don't miss a day i have a saying uh, i'll do all these things or i'll die trying <laughs> i'm not really die trying but yeah. um, i just say that's the attitude that you have to have this i come first because you're filling your own cup for yeah. one thing. and the things here's the thing so I, when i started doing some of this well, I started come, I started in my 20s, but somewhere in my 40s, it kind of really coalesced into a thing where I really realized that, yeah, no matter what else happens, I have to do me. If the laundry, because I've I got the six kids, <laughs> we've got ball games and dance house and a business that we're running. And we were heavily involved in the community and the church. It was just a lot. But I figured out pretty quickly in that during that time in my life, if I took care of those things first, everything else went okay. And if they didn't get done, they could be done tomorrow, but I couldn't, my yes. workout, today's workout can't be done tomorrow. Today's prayer can't be prayed tomorrow. Today's meditation can't be done yes. tomorrow. 
in my day, I would feel fine at the end of the day if I took care of me. It sounds selfish, but it's not selfish. It's you take you take care of yourself so that you can function well for everybody else. And you said a couple of times about uh, from the inside out rather the outside in. It's who you're becoming that that draws success to you. You're beco- yes. every day that one day that morning routine. You're becoming a more, not just a more disciplined person. Of course, that's huge. But those things are adding up to change you. Um, so every day I do these things, I'm becoming something better. And it's only little baby steps is all you've got. But those baby steps uh, add up pretty quick and they lead to a successful yeah. journey. You only got this one life yes. to live and you want succeeding in, in the finances is great or in the business. But you only got this one life to live. So this is living. If you do these things every day, you've got this balance yeah. in your perspective. This is life. This is how you live it in the fullness. Always living for that big deal. Oh, yes. Putting out fires, putting out those. You probably have discovered that those emails that you used to go to right away, they probably go away by the by the time you get to them. The, the disaster's over. The problem's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, I know one guy who says he doesn't even look at his emails until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody knows this. By 4 o'clock, he said there, everything's, t- something, everything's resolved. There's hardly anything he needs to deal with. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's cool. And I found when I started turning yeah. my phone off, I didn't miss a thing. I think I've got all the kids and grandkids. I've got 21 grandkids. You know, somebody might need me. Hey, you know, they don't. <laughs> I've not yet had a time where I missed some emergency. Yeah, no, definitely, Sherry. Um, can you share with us what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point? Oh, probably my passion, um, my passion and my drive. But I had to discipline. I did not come self-disciplined. I had to work on this. I was very undisciplined. Mm-hmm. I got myself into that problem in the first place. Is I drank too much. I partied too much. Didn't go to school. Didn't take care of money. Spent too much money. So then I'm all of a sudden thinking I'm in a hole. <laughs> you know, I'm way behind everybody else. And because of just my lack of self-discipline. So quit drinking, quit doing the party thing. You know, got married, got serious, and went to work. But so, yeah. Do you guys still party once in a while? No, not not that way. No, (laughs) I'm not drinking. Not that way, but you still, right? Get a, you know, we we, we play a ton. We travel all the time. Yeah, that's good. Um, We go out to dinner every night. We we keep our our evenings awesome. uh, Love it. We just play in the evenings, but uh, so we do like that. We have friends and things we do, but now on that that drinking thing, there's not there's nothing. First of all. I have an alcohol problem, so I can't go back there. But there's no real value mm. in it, you know. It just makes you no. see things, and and it would get in the way of what I really want. And I knew that. I knew that early on that I couldn't have it both ways. So, but I, seriously, I talked to this young person the other day, and she said, she said, I'm not going to drink anymore. She said, nothing good ever comes out of it. I said, it doesn't. Mm. It doesn't. You know, you say this morning saying, why did I say that stupid thing, <laughs> or or do that stupid yeah. thing? So, yeah. No, it's well, I don't true. Mean, I've got too many other things to, to accomplish to, to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's great, Sherry. You know, I I genuinely, from my heart, I wish you all the best and what you're doing and your work that you're doing with others. Um, I, I get super excited when I interview people from this world because the impact that you guys are making, it's it's not just for today, it's generational. Like it's, 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 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a worldwide paradigm shift, you know, like the more we do this, the more people like you are out there doing great work, the more people will feel fulfillment, feel happy, maybe be able to have this journey in a more beautiful way. Um, so I, I do definitely respect what you do and I appreciate you for coming on the show today. And you're doing it too, right? We're doing it together. And then you're right, that's where the happiness yeah, comes you. from. Happiness comes from yes. from being the best you can be every day. That's that's yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's now. great, Sherry. Would you like to kind sorry? No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay. So I was uh, would you like to kind of share anything, your last your final thoughts to the audience, anything anything that you wanna share? Yes. And uh, we kind of talked about it about it and around it but if you want your your life to be different the world to be different your relationships to be different if you don't like things the way the politics are going or social trends are going anything out there you don't like world hunger <laughs> weirdly enough it all starts with you you change you and the only way you can mm. make a difference in the world is you change you you want to influence your children change you, you want a better marriage change you it's, it's a universal principle. Yes. It's the only thing you can change. It's so beautiful. Well said, Sherry. Thank you again. And audience, thanks again for joining us for another episode. Um, really appreciate you guys being part of this show and helping us grow and having the ability to meet a wonderful people like Sherry and share their message with you all. And also, you should share the episode with your friends and family because we always look at the world and we're always looking at who has caused something to us or what has what has gone wrong in our circumstances. We're always looking out, we're always pointing, we're always trying to figure out what's going on. But like Sherry said, if you kind of look in the mirror and work on ourself and become more self-aware, the beautiful thing is that the other things, they start to become better. I don't know how, but it's, I mean, I know how, but it's just, there's, there's, is this energy, right? And when you vibrate in a higher frequency, when you're feeling good and service to others and you know about you, if you know about you, you can help others. That puts you in a place where you will see more growth in your business and you'll see more success in financially or growth wise with calmness. And Sherry mentioned calmness as well. And I love that word. Thank you again. And uh, thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you.